I have these panic attack things or anxiety attacks, so I have to go and sit on my own in a room. There is a very, very serious increase in the numbers of people who are suffering from food allergies. And at the time, there was very little guidance for those in primary care around food allergy. Hi and welcome back to Nice Talks. I'm Amy Thomas and I'm from the media team at Nice. I'm pretty sure that most of you would have heard of food allergy, but do you know what it actually means for someone living with it? Recording this episode left me quite shocked as Ruth explains what it's like living in fear of a fatal reaction. I also chat to Michelle Berardell-Johnson and Mandy East, both who have worked in this area for many years, about the wide issues on the topic and how NICE fits in with all of this. So make sure you follow us on all our other social channels as well. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram as well. My name is Michelle Berrydale-Johnson. I'm a trustee of Action Against Allergy, but I also run a large website, an informational website called Foods Matter, which has everything to do with food, allergy, food intolerance, and all the various health problems which are connected with it. And we also run Free From Food Awards. What is a food allergy? Ah, what indeed. (laughs) Well, it's a very complicated subject because there are And a food allergy in the kind of medical sense is when you get an immune system reaction to a specific food. The food is not in any way poisonous or harmful, and most other people can eat it perfectly okay. But your immune system sees it as something toxic, something evil, which has to be got rid of. Now, this is different from a food intolerance. When you may feel really horrible after eating a certain food, it may not agree with you for all kinds of different reasons, but you do not have an immune system reaction. So that's the kind of crucial difference between the two. Why is it important to talk about food allergies? It's important because an awful lot of people suffer from them. Um, the, The figures on allergy in general, but specifically on food allergy, have gone up massively. I mean, when I was a kid, long, long time ago, admittedly, um, there was, I, you know, f- peanut allergy had not been heard of. Um, you know, if there was one kid in 800, if you had one kid in five schools, that would be it. Now we're talking about one child in every 50, which is a massive number of children. And is that is that an increase in the actual prevalence or is that is that because we're picking them up or a bit of both it's a little bit of both obviously we are picking it up more but we're picking it up more because it's more prevalent because there are more people around so there is a very very serious increase in the numbers of people who are suffering from food allergies and do we know why that is Oh, if only we did. If only we did. If we did, we'd we'd be in a better position to do something about it. But really, we don't. There are many, many different theories. The one that is most prevalent at the moment is all to do with the microbiome. But there are lots of other theories, what was known as the hygiene theory. Um, The theory that we don't get it, we don't come into contact with enough bugs, uh, that we need to do that. Then there's everything to do with our environment. You know, the kind of food that we're eating, how how much we've processed the food. Um, how many chemicals there are in our environment. So so many different things. You kind of hear the term allergy sort of banded around um, quite sort of regularly. Do you think the term is used in its proper way? It's very difficult. I mean, no, it isn't on the whole. And people tend to talk about, oh, I have an allergy, when actually just for some reason a food doesn't agree with them. Um, And it makes it extremely confusing for everybody who's involved in it. And it makes it very upsetting for people with serious allergies because then they get confused with people who just, you know, have a slight problem. So, no, it isn't really used in in an accurate way. Um, There's very little we can do about that, apart from education. And 
so important. Education, education, education for everybody, for the sufferers and for everybody who has to deal with them. My name is Ruth Holroyd and my allergies are, life-threatening ones are to nuts and all dairy, mainly cows, but I do get a reaction to sheep and goat's milk, so I avoid them too. And then I have loads of other allergies that I'm less scared of. Now, I'm so scared now, I never used to be. I'm probably going to go upset on the phone now, but I've had two reactions where I've been so bad and I've been, I know that I'm going in and out of consciousness, so I'm like, what is, you know, what is happening to me and I have no memory of much of what goes on in the A&E department and that is terrifying. Do you, do yeah. you still go out to eat or are you kind of too scared now? Not so much. I am really scared now. So there are places that I have started to trust again, like Nando's, for instance, places like that. And it's not the most amazing food, but they make it the same every time. So it's a plain chicken with the sweet corn and no butter and chips. And I know that I can have that. So Pizza Express as well. But places that they have to have an menu, they have to be kind of on top of it. And I know they could still make mistakes, but... I order really simple stuff, so I'm ordering plain chicken and chips. Yeah. And I can look at that and see that pretty much it looks the same every time I have it, and I will know if something's different. And in Pizza Express, I just have a salad, which I know is safe. I'm really not that adventurous, but I'm so scared. So no, I don't. I really don't eat out much, and I'm I'm sorry about getting upset on the phone, but I'm going through sort of some sort of. Um, counselling so that I can get to the point where I can talk about it without, without getting upset but it is really difficult mm. I wouldn't be able to talk too calmly because I feel quite calm right now but I have panic attacks at work everyone was going out for pancakes this this week and I just I'm like no no it's fine I'd, I'd rather not go and it becomes such a thing every time oh look they have vegan ones you can come and I get in such a panic I'm like no I just want you guys to go out without me I don't I can't they don't get it, and they always try and push it. They want to include me, and I'm just like, just go, just go and lead me, and I have to go and have this panic attack things or anxiety attacks, so I have to go and sit on my own in the room. Mm. They go out for lunch on their own. And there's a little bit of me that does hate them, and there's jealous of them, but I can't go, I'm too scared. Do you think that there's, a, like, a lack of awareness generally about allergies and, and how they affect people? There is still a massive lack of understanding yes i think there is my name's mandy east um, and i'm the parliamentary officer for the national allergy strategy group mandy um why why did you get involved in the knife's guidance um initially well because the national allergy strategy group campaigned for um, improved nhs allergy services um, and at the time there was very little guidance for those in primary care around food allergy um, and so we really wanted to work with NICE to make sure that the guidance was in place. This, it came on the back of quite a lot of work that we'd done with the Department of Health and various ministers um, to highlight the problem, um, the lack of information. So it was really around um, just making sure that there was more information for primary care. What were the sort of key points that emerged from the discussions with the committee? I think from my point of view, what I wanted to make really clear was what could be diagnosed in primary care and what needed to be referred up. Because I think there's a tendency in primary care to either 
diagnosed too soon and they're not given enough management advice or to be slightly wary of diagnosing at all which kind of delays the management that will then start so it was it was to do, from my point of view it was to do with um, ensuring that the correct diagnosis was given um, and it was done in the right way the importance with um, diagnosing food allergy is doing it with a whole management um, plan in place dependent on the patient's history so it's not just a case of here's the results you are allergic it's about this shows this and given your history we can work out this is what best is best for you to do going forward and um that um kind of variability is something that's cropped up in in a couple of discussions i've had i've spoken to some some people with food allergies and um the the idea that you might you might be very allergic to something um for a few years and then it kind of then you can kind of stop being allergic to that particular thing um how how does that sort of play out in primary care if if the actual condition is is constantly changing how do gps and and specialists deal with that um yeah that's something that probably does need more of a specialist input it's not um, uncommon in fact it's quite likely for children to outgrow milk and egg allergy quite early on so usually before school age so it's really important that if your child is diagnosed in um, infancy as a baby with a milk allergy that they are regularly tested as they um, get older so that by the time they go to school you know exactly what you're dealing with so it is um, quite likely that they will have outgrown it with something like peanut allergy it's less likely that you will outgrow a peanut allergy but if you are to do so it's a good idea to test around the age of um, 11 10 11 um, because that's when it's possibly going to show some changes but if it doesn't show changes and the child is still allergic you know what you're dealing with when they're moving on to secondary school and more independent living thank you so much for listening to this podcast i hope it's left you with a better idea of what food allergy is and how serious these are for people You can find the nice guidance on food allergies on our website as usual. Please do let us know if you've got any questions. We'd be really happy to help. Have a fantastic day and goodbye.